Let's all now turn to Psalm 51. Psalm 51, verses 10 through 12. Psalm 51, verses 10 through 12. If you could please stand to honor the reading of God's word. Incidentally, as you're turning to that, Psalm 51, verses 10 through 12. This psalm, this psalm is written, psalm being a song, is written by David. One of my favorite songwriters, I'm not talking about any of the Davids you know, not my brother David either who writes songs, but uh, I know there's a lot of, one of my songwriters out there by David, this is David who would become the king, of course. Psalm 51, verse 10 through 12 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. See, where did I hear that before? I heard that recently. Let's read that again. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Verse 11, cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Verse 12, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. God bless and honor the ring of his word, and you may be seated. When we talk about being clean, there's probably a few things you think of in life. Uh, I think of many things. I think of all sorts of types of soap. And I know what you might be thinking. Pastor, you don't use enough to think of that. Ah, come on now. But there's different types of soaps and detergents and dish liquids that we all know from the young, young life and childhood. And even through the old days, you remember all the commercials they have for different types of soaps and detergents and all those types of things. You remember that, I'm sure and dish liquids, and we all know of them. There's many famous names. I mean, we have Tide, right? Zest, Dawn, there's Sun, there's Gain, Cheer, Joy, that's a dish liquid. There's Downy, I'm sure you all remember Downy, right? Y'all remember Downy? There's Arm and Hammer, there's Extra, which is spelled X-T-R-A, I don't know if you remember that. Extra, Purex, OxyClean, Clorox, Era, Ajax, Dove, and so many more. Snuggle. You remember Snuggles? That, that little bear. Oh, I love that bear as a kid. There's so many others you probably think of, and there's probably many more. Palm Olive. You know, there's so many others you could think of. Well, just to make this come to life for you, I brought up a few cleaning items for you today. I mean, I, I don't know if you remember Bounce. Do you remember Bounce? With a little bounce in your step, yeah, we have to have a little bit of bounce in our life. How about the Old Spice? It doesn't work that way. There's Old Spice, we have to have a little Old Spice in our life. And I know what you're thinking when you see that little ship. You're thinking, <laughs> I know you're, you're hearing it right now in your mind. There's that. Oh, let's not forget lava. Y'all remember lava? That's one and we have to have. Let's not forget Irish Springs. Oh, we gotta have Irish Springs. Oh, that's good. Gotta gotta have that. We gotta have Arm and Hammer. You remember Arm and Hammer? I remember before that ever became stuff you could use for your laundry. You had to have it just to put in your refrigerator. You remember that? You put it in your freezer. I remember first time I saw it in my refrigerator. I thought it was something you ate. And I remember I was going to eat some as a kid. My mom said, no, you don't eat that. I said, well, why not? It's in the refrigerator. She tried to explain to me what it was for. I still don't understand it. Anyway, there's a snuggle, snuggle bear. 
you know, I had to have the snuggle bear. He was as cute as all get out. I had to love him. And then, here's one for you. Maybe you recall this. Shout. Remember shout? Yeah, it has to take out the stains. You remember the stain remover? You have to have a shout. And believe me, I had a lot of shouts coming at me because of the stains I put in my clothes. But then there's, of course, Tide. You all remember Tide? You have to have Tide. That's another one. And then, of course, of course, Gain. Now, I know when you look at me, you probably think, I know all about gaining, and I do. But there's gain. Now, you look at all these things, you look at all these things in life, you think, what does this have to do, what does this have to do with a sermon? Oh, don't worry. We're going to get into that, and I'm sure you're thrilled to know that. But we will. We will. You know, last week was Easter. Last week was Easter. And we talked about the sunrise. Oh, we didn't talk about the S-U-N son. We talked about the S-O-N son. Because of the death, death and resurrection. Because of the death and resurrection. We are able to come to know the Lord Jesus. We said it before, if it was only because of the death, there would not be a way to salvation. But he didn't just die, but he also arose. He arose, he arose, hallelujah. Christ arose. And so therefore, there is a way unto heaven. There is a way into heaven. At the rise of dawn, and I know that you know of dawn, and I'm not talking about the dish liquid, but I'm talking about the fact that at that dawn of the day, he arose. He arose. And he can wash us white as snow because he arose. We know that. He can wash us white as snow. But what do we have to do to become washed white as snow? Now, I know that all those commercials I just mentioned, they, you remember how they always have an illustration and animation to show you how to make your clothes white as snow? Well, I'm going to tell you something. When it comes to being washed white as snow with your soul, there's nothing you do. It's what you allow Jesus Christ to do, and we know that. And when we allow Jesus to wash us, he can wash us white as snow until we're all clean. So we're all clean. And that's the title of today's sermon, All Clean. Now, when you hear the phrase, all clean, a lot of times people hear that and they think that Jesus, because he died on the cross, and because he rose from the sin, that all are clean. But that's not what it means. It doesn't mean that everyone is saved. It means that they can be saved. It means that they can be saved and that all of them, all of them, that doesn't mean all people are saved, it means that all of your soul, all of your soul can be saved, can be washed white as snow. And we are all clean. As Christians, we are saved by the blood of Jesus, and we are all clean, yes or no? We are all clean, yes or no? Well, the fact is, it's yes and no. What does that mean, Pastor? How can we be saved and unsaved? That's not what I said. I said we're clean and dirty. Your soul is completely washed. I just showed you cleaning supplies, you know. And when you wash it, take it from my mom, who's had to wash my, my wonderful laundry. Now, I, I'm sure you, you know by looking at me, I don't sweat. I, why do you think I had all these fans turned on today? I don't sweat. I don't stink. I smell beautiful. I don't wear, I don't just spray, you know, this wonderful smell good stuff all over me like I just did this morning. The fact of the matter is I smell beautiful. And it's all natural that way. 
The fact is, I have to use all sorts of things to smell like I do. And you're probably thinking, oh, put some more on. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, uh, the laundry detergent and things like that, they, uh, they do work. But when you get done wearing your clothes and you, you get done wearing it and you smell it, whoo, did it do its job? It did. But you still get dirty after you use it. You still get dirty after you use it. Folks, here's my point. We are all clean spiritually. We Christians, when Jesus saves us, we are all clean. We are completely clean spiritually. We are completely clean of the soul for eternity. And we are. When you ask Jesus Christ in your heart personally, you are saved completely. All the way, all the way you are saved. You are clean because you asked Jesus to wash you, and he did. That doesn't mean that you personally here on earth are perfect because you are not, and you know it. You know you're still going to make mistakes. You're still going to go outside into the world and get dirty. That doesn't mean your soul is suddenly lost again. It doesn't mean you have to go into the laundry and get saved again. No, 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 no. You're going to go out there and get dirty on you. You're going to get dirt on you and everything else. But here's the thing. It's like taking that shout and spraying it on you. It's stain remover, okay? The blood of Jesus Christ is stain remover. It takes it all off of you. And the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing about the stain remover of Jesus Christ is that the moment you get that dirt on you, it comes right off again. It doesn't mean we get out there and jump in mud on purpose. But even when you think you look wonderful, look today, before I went to Sunday school, I looked down somehow, some of the dirt from this tie got on my white, beautiful shirt. And so I had to go in the bathroom and get some of that off there. You know why? Because that's life. You don't mean to, but the old flesh gets on some of the beautiful white of the white snow you. And so my point is that sometimes you have to go back to Christ, say, Lord God, I made mistakes and got dirt on the white me. And I'm talking talk flesh, of course. I'm talking about the whiteness of our soul. My point is that Jesus Christ saved us. It's our eternity. Our eternal soul is saved white from sin. You might say, but Pastor, I made a mistake today. I got upset and I said something I shouldn't. And, and it's good that you recognize that. It is good. Maybe you said something wrong. Maybe you said something last night you shouldn't have. Maybe you gossiped. Maybe you cursed. Maybe, maybe you got upset and watched something you shouldn't have watched. I don't know. That's your life between you and the Lord God. Here's the thing. That doesn't mean that you're not of the Lord's anymore, but it means you need to go to Jesus Christ, and he'll go like this, and that stain removal will take that dirt right off you. But the point is, it doesn't mean you don't get dirt on you. It means you're still saved. People have asked me recently, but well, wait a minute. Does that mean that we don't sin, we don't make mistakes? No, you still do, but that doesn't mean you're not saved. It doesn't mean... Let's say that today you can't come in here because you made a mistake. You still make mistakes, but you're still saved. You're still able to take of the communion. You're still of the Lord just because you make mistakes. Doesn't mean you're not his. Doesn't mean you take off. Uh, let's say you're wearing the white robe of heaven. Doesn't mean you take it off because you're not going to be able to get into heaven. Doesn't mean that. It just means, thank God, you have that stain remover of Christ, his blood that's on you. His blood's washed you white as snow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. We are all clean. As a Christian, we're saved by the blood of Jesus. We're all clean. Absolutely. doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes. Because you do. Praise God for the state remover. Okay. Proverbs 20, verse 9. This is for the people. This is for people that make mistakes. And they think that they're cleaning up themselves. They think, 
I don't know about the rest of y'all. There's times when I was younger, I didn't know how to use the laundry. Uh, I'm talking about the the, uh, the machine, okay? Didn't know how to do that. So I've tried to use, put it in the sink and do it myself. I'm embarrassed to say this to you. I'm really embarrassed. You tell my mama showed me how. I tried to do it myself. I tried to do the laundry myself in the sink, of all things. I'm talking the kitchen sink now. So I would try, yeah, <laughs> I heard a laugh. Thank you. So the thing is, is I was really embarrassed. My mom later showed me how to do it. I mean, I would go downstairs where you have the laundry I take a little cup of the detergent stuff and I go upstairs and wash it. Embarrassing. Okay, but anyway, I'm, I'm letting you know, I don't mind being embarrassed for your sake. But here's the thing. Christians do this too. And, and not just Christians, people who are not saved especially. They think if they do a good enough job, they can save themselves. They can wash away their own sins. You cannot. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 20, verse 9. Who can say, I have made my heart clean? I am pure from my sin. Who can say that? Nobody. Because it is the Lord Jesus that saves us, not ourselves. It doesn't matter how much you give to the poor. By the way, nothing wrong with giving to the poor. Nothing wrong with helping others. But folks, we can't save ourselves. We can't do it. We don't have the ability to save ourselves. It's not, we don't have the ability. It's just like I said, I try to wash up stuff myself. I don't have the, the power to do what the, the laundry uh, uh, machine can do. I don't have the ability to do it. But the Lord Jesus Christ can save our sins and wash us white snows, but I can't do it. I'm not good enough to do it. I, but people say, yeah, but I've only made a couple mistakes. But one is enough to send you to hell. One. Even if you've only messed up once in your life. Let's say you've lived 50 years and you unfortunately passed away. Okay, so let's say you get to the 49th year, and on the last day of your 49th year, you make a mistake. Well, that's enough to send you to hell. Just one. Once is all it takes. Proverbs 21, verse 2, listen to what it says. Every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. All, listen now, all is not clean. All is not clean. Only the saved get to heaven. And why are we saved? Because of the love of Jesus. But because of the grace and the faith that we have in his grace. Just a little while ago, I was talking to a wonderful young man, little John. John, the little one. I, I like calling him little John. I, in fact, my cane is, what's that? Is it, the good. Little John, that's good. I love Robin Hood. In fact, my little cane has a Robin Hood thing on it. Anyway, little John was talking to me, and I was telling him that it's by the grace of God we're saving our faith in that grace of God. He's washed us. What does he wash us? White as snow. Whiter than snow. Whiter than snow. We've been washed white as snow. That's the only way we're saved. I like what it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. It's good to write these things down if you get a chance. I know I say a lot. I also say a lot in my sermons. <laughs> Listen to what it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Look, all things have become new. Oh, he's washed you whiter than the snow. You become new, brand new. You remember what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15.31? He said, I die daily. I died daily. What does that mean? It means Jesus Christ living in us. Jesus is living in us. He's cleaning out the old dirty us. Cleaning out the old dirty us and putting a brand new us in us. It's like I said a while ago, think it like this. We make mistakes. We spill stuff on our clothes. Now, maybe you're not like me. Maybe you're not like me. But I make mistakes. I spill. Is this, is this a... Thank you. She's going to change that for me. Uh... I spill stuff on my clothes, and uh, from time to time, you may not be able to tell, 
I feel stuck on my clothes. I feel um, whatever it might be. I love This is blinking too. Yeah, it's blinking. Anyway, I spill condiments on my clothes. And my condiments, I'm talking about ketchup and mustard and, and barbecue sauce, and I love all that stuff. Some of the weird ones too. But I spill it on my clothes. And when I do, when I do, I mean, I stain my clothes real bad, you know. Luckily, I, I can put it in my laundry hamper and wash it off sometimes. Sometimes it stains real, real bad. But the point of all that is to say, that when you do this, when you spill the stuff on your clothes, it's, it's horrible bad, it makes it dirty and, and leaves a stain. But as I said a while ago, when you have sins in your life, we know that Jesus Christ has already washed away our sins. It's that stain remover that Jesus Christ has put on us. Those things aren't going to spill on us in life whenever we make mistakes. Christ has already taken care of it. It's gone. You're whiter than snow. Not because of you, not because of the things you've done, but because of he who lives within you, the stains are gone. Now, a while ago, I showed you some wonderful detergents and things, and one of them that is so very popular is Tide. You all know Tide, the orange and all. This morning, I posted something of Tide. By the way, I already had this sermon prepared for the most part, and I found that uh, picture. It's a shirt you could buy. I thought about getting it, and it has Jesus' name it, so that my mom would gladly wash it for me. No, but anyway, uh, I thought about getting that shirt, but I saw that, that that logo of Tide, except it has Jesus' name, talking about washing your sins away. Tide is a famous detergent. But when I hear the name Tide, or the word Tide, I think about water, of course. And I was thinking of baptism. And baptism is, it, it, let's think about that for a minute. What is baptism? Well, I was already planning on talking about this, but we talked about baptism a little bit last week. And so what is baptism? We'll talk about that. Is it important? Yes, it is. Does it save you? No, it doesn't. But we'll talk about all baptism what is it well it's a symbol is what it is it's, it's it's a sign of obedience we'll get into that all in a minute listen here what paul says in 19:4, acts 19:4. he's talking about something that was passed at that point he's talking about john the baptist john which is a jesus cousin obviously jesus cousin in acts 19:4, paul said john indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance Telling the people that they should believe in the one coming after him. Okay. And that's what it says. That is in Christ Jesus. Now, what was he talking about there? Of course, he's talking a past tense there because it was a past tense. He's talking about being obedient. He's talking about obedience, dedication, following God. God came in the flesh. We know that. Following God, showing all around, showing all around. A while ago, I showed you shout, which is that the stain remover, right? We should shout to all around and show them that we are proud of the Lord Jesus, that we are not ashamed that we have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are not ashamed. You know, there are so many people now who get online who talk about, look what I did. I made lasagna. Look what I did. I went out and did this, and I went out and did that, and <laughs> I was at this concert and that concert. And I, by the way, I'm not putting anyone down who does that, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud that people will show, look, I went to church. That's good. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people are, are, are showing, hey, look, I love the Chiefs. Oh, that's good. Hey, I do too. My my, be, my buddy back there, my best pal. We're back there, and, he, and he's wearing a Chiefs shirt right now. There's nothing wrong with that. But the, the fact is that some people 
will gladly show that they're a supporter of the Chiefs or gladly show that they're a supporter of whatever it might be, but they don't want to show they're a supporter of Christ. And we need to show, I'm not talking about getting preachy and weird, especially if you're going to say you love Jesus and you don't live it. We got to live it too. We need to shout to the folks that we love God. So let's back to the baptism here now. Back, We need to be obedient, dedicated to following God. That's what baptism is all about. In fact, in the time of Pentecost, when salvation came, and we're talking about Acts chapter 2 now, and Acts chapter 2, when Jesus said it was going to come, he said the Holy Spirit would be let loose on everybody. He talked about this to the disciples. He spoke about it over and over again. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter said to the people, he said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, folks. The gift of the Holy Spirit is re put upon you. You receive it the moment you are saved. This is not something spe for special people. Oh, there's baptism of the Spirit. Well, that's a whole other thing. We'll talk about that another time. But this is about the Holy Spirit coming within you the moment that you're saved. The moment that you're saved. So let's go on a little further. Mark 16, 16. Listen now. Listen what Jesus Christ says. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Now listen, because it's important. But he who does not believe, did you hear that? Not talking about not being baptized. Listen what it says. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Now, baptism is important because it shows your dedication to the Lord. It shows that you are not ashamed to show the world that you're going under and coming up. It shows what God did for you. You went into the spirit, came back up and washed just like the laundry. You went into the water, you came up and clean. This is why I brought all this crazy detergent and things. You're welcome, mom. You can use it later. But the point is, is that all this detergent, Jesus Christ washes you whiter than snow, whiter than snow. Jesus Christ saved you. Why make you whiter than snow? Because you go down, you come up, and you're whiter than snow. Oh, I know. I know. You still make mistakes, but this stain remover is on you, and it comes right off again. Praise the Lord. And the water, the water is a sign. It's a sign of what Jesus Christ has done for you. You go down, you come up, and you show the world, hey, look, I've been washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb. Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? <laughs> I have been. I hope you are too. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. First Peter chapter 3. Mark this down. If you don't read with me, at least mark it down. First Peter chapter 3, 18 through 22. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. And this is important. Very, very important. I'm going to get deep in this. I'm going to get deep. I'm going to talk a little Old Testament with new. Because this is importance. Very important. First Peter chapter 3. 18 through 22. For Christ also once suffered for sins. The just, that's him, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God. That doesn't mean maybe. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. It doesn't mean that. So that he will. So he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Okay? Going on there. But whom... He also went and, excuse me, but 
by whom he also went and preached to the spirits in prison. Stop. What does that mean? What does that mean? Now, some people say, yeah, he went to hell. Well, kind of back again to that. Yes and no. He went to the grave. He went to the grave. He went to the grave, not to hell, to the grave. We'll, we'll come back to that. Hang on to that, okay? We'll come back. I'm gonna, I want to finish this statement, then we'll come back, okay? All right. By whom he also went and preached to the spirits in prison. Now, verse 20. Who in times past were disobedient when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is eight souls, we know Noah's family, eight souls were saved through water. Figuratively, this is verse 21, figuratively this is like baptism, which also saves us now. It is not washing off the dirt from the body, but a response to God from a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels and authorities and powers being made subject to him. <laughs> now, let's go back, let's go back to verse 19. By whom he also went and preached to the spirits of prison. Okay, all right, getting deep now. He didn't go to hell. He went to the grave. Now, there is two sides of the grave. The word that people oftentimes think of as hell is Hades. Hades. That doesn't mean hell, as in hell, the place where people go when they're lost. It doesn't mean that. Hades means the grave. There's two sides of that coin, so to speak. There, We'll say heads and tails. The heads of that is Hades, the people that went there and were waiting to be released so that when Christ rose again, he would go to heaven, a place that was known as paradise. We'll get to that in a moment. And then there's the tail side. The tail side is for those who are going into hell. We'll get to that in a second, too. Now, let, let's, let, let, let's go to this for a second. Okay. He went to the grave. There's two sides of that. Okay. It, what does it say in Luke 23, 43? You can mark this down if you want. He said to the man who's on the cross, the one who said, remember me when you go to your father. What does he say? He says, today you'll be with me in paradise. Today you'll be with me in paradise. He didn't say in heaven. He said in paradise. You'll be with me in paradise. So when he went down there, he set free of the people who were in Hades, not in hell, but in Hades. Now, 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 to prove the point, to prove the point, we're going to, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm not going to read it at all, in fact, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you that Matthew 27 verses 51 through 53 can make this clear. Some people make it seem as if when Jesus Christ died, that suddenly people came up from the grave. That's not what it says. It says when Jesus Christ rose, when he rose, there were spirits, there were people. These are the people that came from paradise, got up and were walking around until Jesus went up into heaven, and they went too. Think about that. Can you think about that? There were people who were sitting around and suddenly their family members saw, hey, there's David. Hey, look, there's Daniel. Now I'm just throwing them around. I don't know if they literally went them, those folks, but I mean, People who were saved, not lost people, but those who were saved by the grace of God. Think about that. David, 
Daniel, whoever it might be, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel. Anyway, I'm going through the books now. But the point is that these people were saved. Why were they saved? By grace. God knew that they knew. And so therefore they went to paradise and they were waiting. They were waiting. They're saved like you're saved, not because of what they deserve, but because of what God did for them. They were gone through the baptism of the spirit. And through that tide, now they were washed white as snow. Praise the Lord God. Hallelujah. Ooh, watch yourself, Philip. You're about to jump up and get all Pentecostal. Uh, you bet. Because I'm saved. I'm washed. Woo-hoo. Whiter than snow. Whiter than snow. Hallelujah. Ooh. Acts 22, 16. And how, excuse me, and now why do you wait? Rise, be baptized, and wash away your sins and call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. This is what was said to the folks. And they wore, so many of them wore. There's so much more I can read. I'm trying not to go through it all because there's just so much. I went through so much this week. Oh, my goodness. Colossians 2, 12. Buried with him in baptism in which also you were raised with him through faith of the power of God who has raised him from the dead. This is so important. My father and many other preachers, many other pastors, many other men have said it many a times, rise up and and buried with him in baptism. As they bring them back up, and I'll say it again very soon, as I I, uh, baptize uh, someone very soon, they'll be buried with him in believer's baptism, ba-ba-boom. They're going to come up because it is a sign of baptism. Galatians 3, 26 and 27. Listen to what it says. Now, you are all sons of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Your new clothes brought through that laundry, if you will. You are saved. And I said it 150,000 times. I'll continue to. Okay, I may have gone a little over, but not by much. Listen to what it says. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through who? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Not through baptism. It's through Jesus Christ our Lord that we are saved. So we now know that we are all clean through that tide of baptism. And we gain. Okay, we talked about gain now. You gain a lot. You gain extra rewards of growing and serving the Lord. A lot of things you gain. You gain an awful lot. You gain strength of Jesus. I think of the strength, arm and hammer, you could say. You gain strength of the Lord God. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or Ephesians 6.10, finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. But you gain a lot. And let us not grow, this is Galatians 6.9, let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season you shall reap, or gain, if you will, you shall reap if we do not give up. Listen to what it says in Romans 2.6. He will give each one whatever his deeds deserve. You will continue to gain as you grow in the Lord. You'll continue to gain. But we don't do that for the sake of, what can I get? What, can, what will God give me? But we will grow in his word. We will gain. So a spiritual gain. I'm embarrassed by what I'm about to say. But as a little boy, because I was immature, not just as a little boy, but as a Christian. And I'm sure I'm not the only one, okay? I'm sure of that. 
But as a little boy, I said, well, I'm saved, so I'm, I'm good where I'm at. Don't, don't show me your hands here. I'm sure that some of you have done the same. Maybe you haven't, and I hope you haven't. But I thought, well, I'm saved, so I'm okay where I'm at. I don't have to worry about washing my clothes. <laughs> now, let me tell you, as a little boy, I'd play in the backyard with my brothers and all. We'd relive things like the Indiana Jones scenes and all that. And my brothers would loved watching Indiana Jones with me. And we would this was when it's the theater in the theater alone. And he would run, have dirt just flying off of him. And I'm sure my mother really appreciated us reliving it. We we'd pour piles and piles of dirt on the back of our shirt. And we'd have dirt just flying off of us. Folks, how many Christians are piling loads and pounds of dirt on their back? And I'm talking sin. And they're saying, well, I'm okay because I'm going to heaven. Folks, we don't need to be doing that. No more pounds of dirt of sin on your back. Yes, you may be saved. But why would you want to show people that you're supposed to be a symbol of Jesus and you got pounds of sin on your back? Don't do that. Come on now. We're to be clean and pure and moral. Romans 14, 14 says, I know I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Deep in your heart through the Holy Spirit, you know what's clean and unclean. You know. Is it really going to make me lost again? It's not the point. You know. You know. By the way, people are watching. You know. James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse, listen now, listen here, grab that lava bar, grab that dough, do whatever it is you take. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. You double-minded. Don't, come on. Isaiah 1, 16, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, put away the evil from your deeds. From before my eyes cease Cease to do evil. It's something we have to do. Not because that's what saves us, but because we show that we have faith in the Lord God. I, I quote this a lot because it's true. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is, if there is any praise, think on these things. 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And with all this, we need to have cheer and joy. Cheer and joy. You know, how many Christians go around and say, I'm saved. I'm saved. You should be saved too. I've often used the cartoon character Droopy or grumpy as an example I'm saved come be saved like me we can't be that way we can't be an example of Jesus saying Jesus is my best friend and be sad like that we can't do that what a horrible example that is of Jesus we need to have cheer what is what it says in 2 Corinthians 9 7 let every man give according to the purposes in his heart not grudgingly or out of necessity for God loves a cheerful giver. Folks, and this is not me getting on anyone. I don't know what to do. I don't ever look into the plate. But we, and I'm talking about myself here. 
tithes and offering. We're to give and give of our time and our worship. I'm proud of y'all. Those who come Wednesday, Sundays, and those who give. And I, I love when I see people giving of their heart. And so I'm not talking about the plate. That's between you and the Lord. But I'm talking about those who give of their heart. I see people all go singing. People were deep in it. I saw the faces lighten up. Oh, wonderful. Praise the Lord God. You may say, but I can't be here all the time. I can't. Do That's when you and the Lord God, you know, you know what you can do. What if you're watching at home right now? You say, but I can't be there. So I, I'm there with you on, on the Facebook, on YouTube. Whatever. It's okay. You know, you know. And if you can be, you will be. You know. It's when you and God. He knows. You know. I know. It's okay. But give. Be cheerful. Give joy. Give joy unto God. Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Be joyful as we pray. Don't come to God, Lord, I don't know what to do. No, be joyful. We're talking to God now. Now, listen to this. Romans, listen, Romans 6, 24, Romans 6, excuse me, Romans 16, 24, Romans 16, 33, because these go together. The one is about joy, one's about good cheer. Okay, it goes good together. Okay, let's, here we go. Until now, Romans 16, 24, <clears throat> until now, you ask nothing in my name. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples right before he leaves. That's what he says. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask you and you will receive that your joy may be full and then in John 16, 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So even in your hard times, you can be of good cheer. Oh, I know that's difficult, but when you have Jesus, you can be of good cheer. Oh, yes. Show the world. We can all, all, the all of us talking about our soul, we can be all clean forever saved. Praise the Lord God. David wrote this song in Psalm 57, excuse me, Psalm 51, verse 7. Says, listen, this is important. Purify me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Now, what is a hyssop? Remember the hyssop branch? Remember what happened with that? Remember in Egypt when they took the hyssop branch and they put it above the door frame in Egypt and the lamb's blood was on it? Remember that? It's only used one time in the New Testament. That's in John chapter 19, verse 29, where they took the wine vinegar and they put it to Jesus Christ on the cross. And he didn't take it in. That's the only time. They took it to the lamb himself, but he didn't take it in. That's the hyssop branch. And then it says this about all of us. Listen, listen now. We can be all clean forever. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We can be clean forever. We can be all clean from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. Who here is clean from all unrighteousness? Let me see some hands. Who's here clean from all unrighteousness? I hope y'all do. Let me see some hands. Who's clean from all unrighteousness? And I'm not talking about, listen, I'm not talking about sins and mistakes that you make in life. I'm talking about who's saved from all unrighteousness. I know you are. If you've asked Jesus in your heart, if you 
question that. If you question that, you can come forward today. You know, I quoted David just now from Psalm 51, verse 7. Here's something else he said in Psalm 51, verse 2. That's what he says. Wash me thoroughly from the iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. If there's anyone here or anyone at home who questions where they stand, you can pray today. Pray to the Lord Jesus. He will take away your sin. He will wash you whiter than snow. He will wash you whiter than snow today. And as we close today, before we go into prayer, know this. You never have to be ashamed to come to the Lord. You never have to be ashamed to come up to me to talk to the Lord Jesus. You never have to be ashamed about any dirt that we get on us. You know, I, I was speaking a little while ago about baptism and all that stuff and what we deserve and what we don't. Well, we know what we deserve. We deserve damnation forever, all of us. But when you're saved, you are whiter than snow. That doesn't mean that you're not going to make mistakes. But remember, remember now, you have that stain remover all over you. That means when you come forward as a Christian, you deserve, you deserve to be saved, not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus has done for you. That means when that happens, God has given you Giving you everything for free. Everything. That means when we take of communion, you can take it. Because you've been saved by the blood of Jesus. That means when we have a prayer, a prayer time talking about what we're about to have, you can come forward for it because you've already been saved. That means when it comes to baptism, if you've already asked Jesus Christ in your heart, you can do that as an example to show everyone. That means it's all inclusive. It's all inclusive. You can have it all. It's yours. You've been washed by the blood. You don't have to wonder anymore. It's yours. That stain remover, because of the faith that you have in his grace, his blood has washed it away from you. You don't have to wonder anymore. You're all clean. Remember, he's cleaned it away from you. He's cleared it all away. Those stains of sin are no longer on you. Jesus has taken it away. Pastor, what if I make another mistake? Remember, stain remover. Shh, 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 shh. Stain remover is all clean. It'll wipe right off. It'll wipe right off. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Do you not know that the unrighteousness will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. Praise the Lord. We are washed whiter than snow. We are all, and by all I'm talking about, we are all clean. And we all who have asked Jesus in our heart are all clean because of what he has done for us. I'm so glad today I don't have to worry anymore. I don't have to question where I'm going. I don't have to go to any more laundry mats of churches, any more places do I have to go forward and say, Lord, Am I saved? No, I am. I am. Even when I get dirt on me, 
I know it's going to come right off. And you know why? Because he has washed away my sin. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Let's bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord God, as we pray into you today, Lord, I pray if there's anyone, anyone watching, anyone here, who questions their salvation, anyone who has any questions at all about it, that this be the day that they will take those questions away. I pray, Lord God, that they will know that they are whiter than snow, not because of us, not because of any washing that we have done, because we know that our hands are dirty. We know that the soaps that we may try to use cannot do it. They'll be dirty by the time we're even done washing. But Lord God, I pray that we will know that no matter what kind of detergents or what kind of soaps that we try from this world to use, that we know that only you, Lord Jesus Christ, through your blood can we be saved. We are saved by your grace, and we have faith in this, knowing that you are the only one, the only sinless one who can do so. And we, we have faith in this, and we thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord God, I pray that we can walk away here today assuredly knowing that we are going to heaven because of what you've done. Lord, I pray for anyone at home watching too, that they will know today assuredly that they are saved by you. And we thank you for this. In Jesus' most holy and precious name, amen and amen.